Bernard, Zach Professor. I'm a fan. Afternoon, welcome to Leaving the Yard. Zach and the Professor here on the fan. 1079. We're Tuesdaying it up today. Yes, it's my Friday, but it's your Tuesday and Well, it's actually then my Wednesday. Okay. Since we're not doing Friday. Yeah, we don't do Fridays. Today's anymore. Wednesday so slash Friday. Friday. But I do Friday, so it's my Friday. No, tomorrow's your Friday because you're doing the show in the morning. Yeah. But I do Fridays. Right. But for this show, this is my Friday. Well, we don't do Thursday. Fridays. So this is my Thursday? Right. Okay. And it's my Wednesday. All right. Who's on first? Although I'm doing a show tomorrow, which would be actual Wednesday. Yeah. And then Thursday, which is actual Thursday. Yeah. So it's really just Tuesday. For you, it's just another day. Jeez. Just another day. Chop's coming in with you tomorrow. Afternoon. Yes. Now, uh, the Arkansas High baseball coach, Trent Wilson's coming on with me in the morning. All first right. First time. I've, I've had, I think, every coach in the program. But for some reason, I've never been able to get Coach Wilson on. Well, you picked a good time. So it's good time. It's, the uh, uh, conference leading Razorbacks. That's what I thought. I thought, in fact, I asked Coach Outlaw specifically for Coach Wilson this week. Can I get Coach Wilson? Yeah. He said, got him. Wow. So I'm looking forward to it. You should have had him earlier. Well, he was scheduled one day, and then, like, the track coach showed up. It, it was very confusing, but. I'm not besmirching way. the track coach. No, no, but, no. But it's, you know. It's late in, late in baseball season. It's late in baseball. Yeah. We should have probably had him on two or three times yeah. right now. Well, in the morning, I get him on for a whole hour. So I'm uh, looking no, forward to true. it. Get to know, you know, I get to know him a little bit, get yeah. to know his background. Yeah. Probably talk about his football position. I think he may be the D.C. or something. So. We're yeah. not talking about ba- about football now. We'll, we'll talk baseball. It's baseball now. No, we'll talk both. That's the beauty of an hour. You can get in depth. You don't have to baseball. just – you know, this afternoon we got a guest. One, two segment, boom, we, that's it. We can't get in Maybe we'll even learn his name. We have a name on him. Big we, Al. We don't have a name. Big that's Al. not a full name. What? Big Al. What, what does that mean? constitutes a full name? First and last name. I don't think that's his first name. Big is not his first name. Did you ever watch uh, Sex in the City? Okay. The character named Big. I don't think this is him. Could be. Chris Knopf. Big Al. Big Al's coming in this What are we afternoon. talking about with Big Al? The uh, Professional Fishing League that's in town this week. The Professional Fish... The PFL's in town? Uh, yeah, I think that's what it's called. Wow. And yeah. Big Al's here. He's here to talk about it. This is afternoon. he a local or is he a media day tomorrow? A media. But we're getting them today. Wow. So they're in town for the whole week. They, they've already got a... There's like 75 fishermen coming in. And, really? Uh, yeah. Where are they here. fishing? Right, Padman. Or as the folks around here say, Tushkata Lake. That's right. <laughs> Tushkata Lake. Duh. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, they're out there. And uh, I think the weigh-in and stuff is actually going to be over at Spring Lake Park. Okay. So, I don't know. We'll get all the details from Big Al. From Big Al. We're getting outside of our normal realm of sports, but I consider fishing a sport. Well, it's a competition. Yeah. You compete with other people. Yeah. It's a sport. You're not, I mean, well, I guess it could be a team sport. 
Yeah. You add up your team totals together. Either way, it's 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 cool. I'm looking forward Cheerleading to it. Cheerleading a sport, yes or no? Well, it's funny you bring that up. Ah. Because this morning I get a call from the girl. Okay. And she just won a debate in class. She won a debate? In class. She, Did uh, she wear down the opponent? Y- you've met my daughter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with either she was really, really on her game and was sharp, or she wore them down to a nub. I'm yes. going with B. You've met my daughter, yeah. I'm going with so, B. Uh, either way, they were debating t- some Title IX things. You know she's a sports management major. Okay, for those who and, don't know Title IX. Yeah, and so she's talking some Title IX, and it's. I think the debate had NIL. Oh, boy. Uh, so it was a lot of things they were touching on the debate. But, uh, yeah, that was one of the things that, uh, that popped up today was uh, – Is cheerleading a sport. Is cheerleading a sport. The opposite side had a guy who had cheered at Tech on it, and he stated in his deal that cheer was not a sport. But he was a cheerleader. He'd been a cheerleader at. Well, then he would Tech. know. Well, he's in it. She had been sport. a cheerleader in high school, and she said, "I've been to multiple state competitions. We competed against other schools. We certainly have the injuries." <laughs> To prove it is. Right. And so somehow this debate about NIL and Title IX and things like that spun out of control into is cheer a sport, which I don't think was the deal. But I think by the end of the day, that dude was like, yeah, whatever sure. you say. It's a sport. Yeah. <laughs> you win. Can we leave now? The class is over three hours ago. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah. either way, yeah, she was all excited that she won her debate this morning. So, How do you actually declare the winner? The teacher was the judge. So the the teacher said, you had a, "Just leave it alone." Points or whatever. No points. Yeah, had a deal, a scorecard. She gave them. Well, is debate a sport? That's a good question. I mean, she got points. It was competition. Yeah, it's true. She left the other guy bruised. Yeah. So, yeah. He has injuries to show it. Yeah. His ego is That's hurting right. today. So I, I think I don't that know. must be a sport too. Then I I I don't debate it <laughs> What's you're, you're not a true athlete wasn't denzel the coach of a great debate? debaters yeah. oh yeah 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 that yeah. in marshall sport wiley college theater one act play is that a sport sure competition I, I, I I, you know me i'm more people under the tent you're fewer people yeah allowed. No. i don't want any of them under yeah. there i struggle with nascar yeah i don't know if it's a sport you're well, driving around a circle. Either way. Oval. I do that all the time. You know, I used to watch the American Sportsman when I was a kid. So okay. Sunday afternoon, we watched the American Sportsman in the winter. Right. By golly, they were hunting and fishing on there. Yeah. You know, wrestling alligators, whatever. Is that a sport? That's a sport. See, to me, wrestling alligators is taking it to a whole new level of a sport. You know, that's why I love the... Uh, Interspecies battles. You know, that's See, my favorite that's thing. a sport. I watched this one this week, and I, I don't know what oh kind of God. animal it was, but it was like an antelope, but bigger, and his horns were bigger. It had big curved horns. And the lion jumped on him from behind. Oh, yeah, that's a mistake. I know what you're about to tell the me. The lion jumped on him. At first, I thought the lion was, was getting romantic with him, 
And, oh, uh, no. This is a big antelope. I know what you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, this big antelope, big yeah. curved hole. Oh, yeah. And I'm thinking, well, the lion's got him because he came in from the right direction. Oh, he came in from the wrong direction. But the, the big whatever beast. Probably a sable. Sable antelope, I'll bet you. sable antelope, yeah. whatever, contorted his body in such a way that he eventually put one of those uh, big horns right in the rib cage of that lion, and that lion got up and walked away. Did he whip that head back whom, and get yeah. him that way? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've I, seen that video. Yeah, I'm like, you don't think, mess with that dude. No, you think that's easy meal, Mr. Yeah. Lion. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he hobbled on off and and his feelings hurt as well as ribs hurt. Well, his pride was hurt. Yeah. <laughs> was it the he or the she? <laughs> Which one doesn't have the big head? That's the she. Lioness. Yeah, it was a she. It was a lioness. Yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah. I've yeah I've, I've seen that video. Yeah. So is that, that a sport? Lion versus what'd you call it? A sable. Oh, antelope? I think it's a sable. I think it was a sable antelope. Yeah, is that a sport? You darn right it is. <laughs> You're keeping score? you darn right. Antelope one, lion zero. Lion got bruises to show from it? you darn right. All right. That's so anything you get bruises in. Scorekeeping and bruises, sport. Right. Chess, not a sport. Ooh. No bruises. Keeping score, not bruising. Oh, you forgot all about the Queen's Gambit. She nope. No. Nope. No. Nope. 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 Not sport. All right. Competition, all right. game, game maybe. Not sport. Well, we're going to be talking fishing, which I consider sport because... I'm just going to sit here. What am I going to talk about fishing? You don't know anything about fishing? I haven't fished in five years. What? I haven't fished in 45 years. In Wisconsin, did y'all have ice fishing? We did. I didn't. You never ice fished? No. Did did your local lakes have... Yes, they froze up. Huts on it? Yes. I didn't ice fish. No. In Wisconsin, is it... The Yankee version of a redneck that fishes on the ice? Yes. What, what do they call them up there? Are they rednecks? Idiots. <laughs> <laughs> you're sitting on a, on a block of ice, watching a hole in the ice. No, you're an idiot. No, I'm not doing ice fishing. I wonder if Big Al ice fish. He probably does. Big Al's probably done it all. I would think. But anyway. Salmonorama. We did a lot of Salmonorama on Lake Michigan. That? That's a big competition. Sport on Lake Michigan, trying to catch the biggest salmon. Did that, but that's been, I was 15 years old. What do you? What do you what's your bait for salmon? What's your bait for salmon? Yeah, well, I don't. It's been 45 years. I can't tell you. I don't have any idea. Wow. I have no idea. Throwing lures out there. I was 15. I think my stepdad took us out. He set the thing. Throw it out there. All right. Never did caught you, anything. Did you catch cold out there? cold up there no salmonorama happens in july okay it's hot hot and buggy is that in the dales no it's on lake michigan all right it's on the big lake <laughs> it's not superior it's the next you one your, you and your brother the the viking fan were out there with your uh, stepdad uh-huh it's probably y'all too made it back it's probably stepdad didn't just leave y'all he should have <laughs> he should have it was a pitiful sight it's a big doing up there though salmonorama is a big deal in the summer Bunch of bunch of salmon. See, I can't even say that fish's name. Because isn't it spelled with an L? Salmon? Yeah. Yeah. But it's spelled, it's pronounced like there's Salmon. Is. Yeah. Salmon. Salmon. Yeah. Why is there an L in there? What the L's I going on? I up the word. I don't know uh, why they put that on there. Salmon. Yeah. If you go into a place and say salmon, yeah. 
You're going to be looking for Rushdie. I was going to say an author comes out. Yeah. Looks around and says, anybody with you? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> for those who are young to understand the Salmon Rushdie reference, look that up. R-U-S-H-D-I-E. Yeah. <laughs> You'll get it. What's the name of the book he wrote? I don't remember. About the, we, I don't. I, I do not speak those words. My yeah. <laughs> those are unspoken words. I, I think you're safe around here. I think you're safe saying them around here. I'm just saying those words do not come out of my mouth. Can't remember what that was. Rushki wants to go there. Rushki, yeah. I don't. I'm not going there. Rushki? Did you say Rushki? Yeah. No, Rushdi. He's from Russia. No, someone Rushdi wasn't Russian. God. Oh, we got to take a break. It's uh, 13 after 5 o'clock. We'll come back. A big Al coming up in about 17, 18 minutes. Uh, not salmon, but fishing talk. And about 7 o'clock tonight coming oh, up. Oh, well. We got Texas High Baseball. And we got to talk about Billy before that. <laughs> Does that seem right? We got to talk about Billy. Billy's cooking. Is he? Cookout. Oh, yeah. Keith's already hit me up with <laughs> tailgating day over at the uh, the Orange School. We'll come back and talk about that. NBA playoffs last night had an appearance of crazy during the uh, Warriors and Kings game. Yeah. Again. Thank you, Draymond. Or Nancy Sinatra. <laughs> We're back in a minute. supplies, brass fittings, power tools, and so much more. Plus, if you need some advice, the folks at General Supply have the hometown service and knowledge to help you finish your project. General Supply also has fishing supplies and ammo, even some of that hard-to-find ammo. And now they're selling Texas hunting and fishing licenses, too. Stop by General Supply, 1019 Spruce Street. Look local first, and you are helping our community. Small business rely on us to look local first, and your support is truly appreciated. Pecan Point Brewing and Gastropub is the perfect place to unwind with a handcrafted beer or cocktail in a family atmosphere. Join them on Whiskey Wednesday for happy hour from 4 to close. Pecan Point Brewing, 213 Main Street in downtown Texarkana. As we age, we sometimes need some extra help. Call Sitters LLC. They'll send the sitter to you. Specializing in home, hospital, 
hospital, nursing home, and assisted living for adults. Call for details. 903-277-2191. Craving real Mexican food? Stop by Juanito's inside Vero's Latino store at 2106 New Boston Road in Texarkana. Stop teasing your taste buds and get your palate right with authentic Mexican food. And check out the fresh meat market, too, at Vero's. Help local business by looking local first. Every time you make a purchase from a local business, you are helping the entire community. Look local first. Things go bad. They don't know what to do. I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love mine so much. I once used a tube to suck snot out of at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. All right, welcome back. 17 and a half after 5 o'clock, leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor here on the Fan 107.9. Texas High Baseball tonight, 7 o'clock. Uh, the Tigers and uh, White House. District leading, state-ranked White House. Yeah. Comes to town, take on the Tigers, and they got a little tailgating action going on over there about 6 o'clock. Yes. So uh, we understand that our, our good friend and future co-host of Leaving the Yard will be out there doing some cooking. So Billy Lavender, check him out. Ask, Tell him uh, Leaving the Yard sent you. Yeah. Give you the good stuff. Yeah, you don't, give the you good the, don't give you the crappy ones. Yeah. Give you the good stuff. Yeah. Slap that moose steak on there. <laughs> I want a moose steak. Piece of moose steak. Yeah. Anyway, big game tonight. Yeah. Tigers have uh, played well the last two weeks. Three weeks. They've actually since, since they lost to Tyler, they've yeah. gotten their crap together. They played well. The fluke lost to Tyler High. Yeah, uh, and apparently, um, Pine Tree was a winner. I was told over Mount Pleasant. So the Tigers actually have a two-game lead cushion right now for that fourth spot. Yeah. So tonight's game has zero impact on that. There's four games left, I think. Win two of them, and the Tigers are going to get the the uh, playoff spot, probably the four spot, maybe the three if they pull off an upset somewhere yeah. in here, but well, potentially the four spot. Be big. It's a big game tonight. Could be the win of the year. Oh, if they, they win, win tonight? Yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, no matter what happens in the playoffs, it could be the, their win of the year. Well, I hope not. Just saying. I hope they get, I hope they get a bigger win. Playoff series win. That'd be How great. That? That'd be great. That's what I'm for. We could look back a month now and go, that was the win of the year that night. That Tuesday night that Lavender cooked, that was the win of the year. I don't want, I don't like to say that. Tuesday that Lavender cooked was the win of the year. Yeah. Could be. Something doesn't feel right you about it. You don't know. Yeah. You never know. Whatever. Anyway. Uh, I, I don't know. Is Riddle on tonight? Are they doing yeah, I think so. I think I saw uh, down in Real Country the uh, board op getting ready. So okay. I think Arkansas High will be. We will not have L.E. on tonight. No, no L.A. They're over in uh, Lamar County. Yeah, and we wanted no part of that. No. 
We said no thank you to that. No, but we'll be, uh, we being me, we'll be doing uh, Friday's game. Yeah, so we're so back. I think it's Pittsburgh maybe Friday. we got business to attend to this weekend. Yeah, I know. We heard about you. Yeah. Searching what? around for a new home. So did you see the story yesterday? Uh, the uh, the mineral wells up around Fort Worth. Football coach resigned. Mm-mm. Had to resign. It, it, it's always had it, to resign. Well, he he hit a couple of players with a stick, a broom handle. All right, now see, you can't get after your players with a broom. Handle. My f- well, but see. <laughs> Like, uh, look, all right, uh, so uh, full disclosure here. Like, I'll get after my dogs with a broom handle. Really? And I'm not sucking them. I'm more like directing them. Like, you guys need to get in the house, and I'll, I'll have the stick in my hand. I don't hit them with it, but I direct them like, we're going in now. Wow. So I hate to judge a coach on a broom handle story. <laughs> Knowing that I have used the broom handle to direct the dogs to get in the house. Well, if he's directing the players to get in line, this broom without handle, hitting them, this broom handle actually had a, a Nerf ball attached to it. Really, a dangling Nerf. Really, similar to what you do. Maybe that's how they train their football players. Really. <laughs> better than mine. Mine doesn't work worth a darn. I've got a visual now. They keep looking at me. Oh, there's no Nerf ball on the end of it. Yeah. It's the broom handle. Just get yeah. in there. And so I don't know if uh, they didn't, never got the sniff or the, <laughs> the smell. They just whacked him. With so the, he whacked him with the broom handle? A couple of them, yeah. Whacked him with it. That's that's why he's resided. It's, he hit him with the broom handle? Yeah. Now, again... <laughs> Are we talking about they're in the shoulder pads and how many's kind of popping them on the top? Like, come on, pay attention. Get or get down lower. Get down I, lower. I haven't seen video. I have no idea. I need to what know went more. Down, I need to know more. He's resigning. He's been there six years. And uh... see, I again, I may be a way off base on this. It may be he's been beating kids with broom handles for years. <laughs> Just I'm come not, up with him. I'm not on board with that. But I am on board. If he's like standing in a line, he's trying to get him down further. Yeah, get down your stance. And he's using that as kind of a, you know, pushing him down. I don't know that I'm unhappy about that. Well, I'm going to ask Coach Wilson more. He's also a football coach. I don't want welts. I don't want kids to have broom if welts. He's got any, uh, any drills he uses a broom, broom handle with yes. a Nerf ball. <laughs> Nobody said anything about a damn Nerf ball. That's what's on the deal. He had a, oh, he actually had a Nerf ball. Yeah, he had a Nerf ball tied on the broom handle. Well, why is he hitting them? <laughs> I guess they didn't. Is he hitting them with the ball or with the broom hand? Maybe they didn't hunt. I don't know. <laughs> or maybe he's playing like the fumble drill thing. <laughs> he's got it on there and he's pulling it away real fast. Can you get it? Can you get it? You're not moving fast enough like yeah. that. That I'm okay with. I want to know more. Well, this story's left me wanting a lot more information. This is not even close to enough. All right. I need uh, video. <laughs> Like this, the sable and the lion. I yeah. need video here. All right. I'm just telling you, I, I came across that story today. Though. It's an incomplete story. <laughs> so if I turn that in, if I turn yeah, that in. I wouldn't have liked that. That would have got a bad grade for me. Yeah. There's a lot of unanswered questions. If you were in Journalism 101, this is a fail. Seth Hobbs is the coach's name. Seth maybe, Hobbs. Maybe we should reach out to him. <laughs> Well, I'd like to mop up the story. <laughs> just saying. They should have swept it under the rug. Yeah, see? There it is. They probably tried to, and that's what got him in trouble. 
Uh, uh, you know, if it's like our former uh, tech witch, they could have made him the transportation director. <laughs> really? Ride that broom, huh? Is that what you're telling me? Ride that broom. That happens to a lot of football coaches. Yeah. <laughs> Put into transportation. A whole lot of them. So. Yes, they are experts on the bus. Yeah. Yes. Anyway. I got to find more. Mineral Wells, huh? Yeah, Mineral Wells, right. Texas, right outside of Fort Well, that may be our fishing game. We got people, oh, no, they're shaking their heads, hanging yeah. their heads and shaking their now, heads. That looks like that could be Big Al. I bet it's the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> I bet that other one's tiny. I bet uh, that other guy's Big Al. <laughs> all right, we'll take a break. They're going to come, come in here. We've got to get them all situated. We're not going to put them on the air cold. We'll take the quick timeout. We'll come right back. Leave in the yard. Zach and the professor on the fan. 1079. You stick around. We're coming right back. friends were driving to a party and they were texting it's jen oh tell her we're on our way wow get this tom's there (laughs) nobody likes being stopped by the police but if i had seen her texting while driving and given her a ticket it just may have saved her life you drive you text you pay a message from the arkansas state police highway safety office But there's a place where people are coming together. I gotta tell you, I was nervous to talk to someone so different than me. Me too, but I'm glad we are. Love Has No Labels and One Small Step are helping people with different political views, beliefs, and life experiences come together through conversation. And it feels good. Wow, your story is so... Interesting? Yeah. (laughs) When people actually sit down... 
talk and listen to one another. They can break down boundaries and connect as human beings. At lovehasnolabels.com slash one small step, you can listen to amazing, life-changing conversations and find simple tools to start a conversation of your own. I know one thing. This conversation gives me hope. It gives me a lot of hope, too. Take a step toward bringing our country and your community together by having the courage to start a conversation at lovehasnolabels.com slash one small step. A message from StoryCorps, Love Has No Labels, and the Ad Council. Welcome back. 29 after 5 o'clock, leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor on the fan 1079 as we uh, come back at you live this afternoon. And we're talking fishing. You need a microphone because you're, you're going to need to run this bad boy. on. Oh, Brent, you want Brendan's mic. We're, gonna, we're gonna just going to move you over there because uh, Brendan's security. He's security. I don't think he's a talker. He's, he's security. security. He's like Daryl and my other brother, Daryl. You have to be careful of the quiet one in the room. Yeah, I, I, I no doubt about that. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's not Tony. That, however, the voice you're hearing is Big Al. Yes, which, sir. You know, um, first of all, it's an intimidating name. You got to live up to it, right? Have you always been Big Al? Uh, I was Big Al at 13 months. No, I'm just kidding. I was. Big, you know what? I didn't actually spot up to my freshman year of high school. I went from about five eight. Okay. To six three by the end of my uh, freshman year, my basketball coach in grade school always gives me the evil eye when I see him at church. Yeah. So there you have it. Yeah, I get it. Doesn't they put a fishing pole in your hand? Here's the funny thing about it. Uh, might be part of the uh, ownership group with the NPFL and uh, MC the events, but in the last 16 years, um, I've probably fished three times. Anymore. See? I used to do that twice a week. People don't understand. When you work, you don't get to play. No, exactly. I get to uh, I get to eat a lot of good barbecue in towns like this. I like that. Neiman's is on the list tonight. I like see perfect. There we go. Perfect. We, go. we could go out to the tailgate. We got tailgate going on. All right, no kidding. Over to the baseball game. Over to Texas. Baseball game. So, yeah. um, so we got some tailgate over there. Got some good food trucks and barbecue over there. Yeah, yeah. All right. I'll tell you what, Neiman's is a staple. I know. No, and uh, what's a sports bar over there? Uh, it's got over. the boudin. Um, what's it called? Walk-ons. 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 There we yeah. go. They, they they had us over there uh, last time we were here, and they had some good uh, atmosphere, some okay. good food, and some fun times. So it's been two years. You were You guys come to town every other year. Yeah, that, that's that's the plan. Uh, we love Texarkana. We love Ray Patman Lake. It's a great uh, fishery. We love the people here. Um, that small town atmosphere with kind of a big city feel. Yeah. Um, so we're back again here in 2023 for our third year. This is the second stop for the National Pro Fishing League. So we're excited to be here. Now, I, I got to ask you for you know, like folks like me don't know the background of how you guys landed in Texarkana in the first place. And what does it take for a city and a, and a neighboring lake to get recognized, to get on the list, to be one of the spots you guys will visit? Yes. You know, a lot of phone calls, a lot of emails, a lot of back and forth. But uh, guys like the, uh, b- by the name of Michael Year, okay. uh, who signed up with us in our first year. He's a local guy here. He owns uh, a uh, electronics and boating business here. Um, we also have got uh, Ryan Satterfield and uh, Larry Wilcher, local guys. They say, hey, you know, you ought to check out this lake. Here's the people you need to talk to. And that kinds of guides us into negotiations with the particular uh, CVPs and tourism boards to come over here and have an event to make sure everything logistically sets up for an NPFL event. Excellent. Yep. Then you're bringing some folks. 
absolutely. So we've got uh, we've got a staff of about uh, twelve individuals. We've okay. got seventy six anglers. Uh, we have a huge following from their family and friends uh, that will show up at launch in the morning on our comp- competition days, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And then we've got weigh-in at three thirty at Spring Lake Park, where people will gather around, watch the boats and trucks right, come in, right. and uh, weigh in the fish. So there's a lot of folks that come from out of town to uh, watch their uh, their son, um, their brother. Um, their dad, their granddad, fished these events with us. And uh, we've got a lady from Texas who's uh, part of the field this year, uh, which is really exciting. So uh, we might have some Texas folks coming just across the border and then back across the border. See, and you said all guys, but now you, you have the, you only have one woman that's fishing this year in this tour? One lady that's uh, fishing with us uh, this year. Um and when I say guy, she falls into that group, too. She knows and understands that stuff. But there's a lot of ladies out there that are taking up competitive bass fishing, a lot of them on the kayak side, but also a lot of them on the uh, on the motor side. And it's just a growing sport. I mean, you look down here in this area, I'm sure there's a lot of high school teams, and now you see the colleges out there giving yeah. scholarships. So the, the sport in itself has grown astronomically over the last five years. I mean, it's almost been high-speed chase, basically. Well. Are you guys launching from one spot, or do y'all have uh, – and, and how does it work at the start? Does everybody get in the water, and then you fire off the shotgun, and they take off? Or how, how's the beginning of the day take off? Yes, yeah, so aim the shotgun. We don't aim it at them. We aim it up in the air. So that's not <laughs> – They'll quick. go faster if you aim it at them. Exactly. Yeah. So basically how it works is the entire field, all 76 anglers, will dump in the water over there at Sportsman's Cove. Okay. Uh, we'll have a setup there with an audio system, speaker system. We'll start announcements up about 15 minutes before launch, which is at 6.30. Um, and then we will call each boat number one by one, uh, recognize their title sponsor, their hometown, and their name, and then send them out on their way. So basically what you're looking at is those anglers will start fishing probably at about 6.45. Okay. And then the first flight, we flight all of these anglers by 10 boats. That way we can stagger them. It helps with fish care so we can get those fish back in our live release boat and then back into the waters here at Wright-Patman so they can be caught in the future. So we launch them one at a time. If I had to say 76, probably takes us about 15, 20 minutes um, to launch them out there and then to get through weigh-in, which is starts at 3.30 at Spring Lake Park. That'll go to about 5.30. Okay. Yep. 17 minutes from the the uh, uh, launch ramp to, to where uh, Spring Lake Park. And they have these huge motors on the back sure. of them. I'm guessing that it is a basically a race out to the that they've been scouting the last two or three days. Yeah, there's a little bit of competition on there. You could say it's a NASCAR with a prop. Uh, so there's some guys out there that, uh, you know, some guys like to do 50, 60 miles an hour. That's good enough for them. But some guys like to run at 70 or 80. Jeez. Maybe three inches of fiberglass in the water. And they like to just blow by the competition and get to that first spot. Right. So these anglers have been practicing since Sunday. Today's the last day of practice. Um, a lot of our field was from year one. They're familiar with the lake. Today's electronics is basically good GPS mapping where they can just put a pin down so they know old spots from year one. And then these three days of uh, practice, they're out there still mapping new areas as far as brush piles, points, etc., etc. So to answer your question, there's uh, they all have maximum horsepower, 250 um but like i said throttle wise some of them like to drop the hammer speed freaks and some of them they just like to troll along there at 50 miles an hour which is still fast now big al how did you get in the middle of this so i started out um i used to be in the trucking business selling uh services to steel mills and and uh, lumber yards etc etc and uh good friend dad's 
opening up a trail in an event in Missouri. And this uh, 16 years ago, he said, hey, you want to come out and work our events? I said, sure, why not? I'd always fish with my dad, right. fish in high school, little um, um, weekend jaunts and stuff like that, aunts and uncles and all that stuff, camping in, in Missouri, et cetera, et cetera. Went out there and worked uh, the first event, actually just kind of directing traffic and helping out with the weigh-in. And then uh, probably about 12 years ago, he asked me to start announcing the weigh-ins and the takeoffs and all that stuff. So got my feet wet there as far as emceeing the events, as far as launch goes and weigh-in. And then um, we looked at uh, my business partners, uh, uh, Brad and Michelle Fuller, Paul Benson, and uh, Mike and Kathy Como. We looked at the industry, and there was uh, about four years ago, there was some unsettling with the different professional leagues out there. And with all the what we previously talked about the high schools and colleges bringing all these new anglers in there's so many spots with the other organizations whether it's bass or, or major league fishing for somebody to achieve their dreams as far as being on that upper echelon professional and when we say that professional in the bass world it's not like your nba or your nfl or your major league baseball you know they're paying us it's almost like being a baseball player in the 20s right. they went to the ballpark and then they went and you know sold cars or did this or that so I cut my teeth about 12 years ago announcing uh, was really terrible, bad at it, um, had to do a lot of, you know, in the mirror, practice, practice, inflection, all that stuff, and then it kind of came to fruition. We started up the NPFL in 2021, and, uh, you know, we're off to the races. We had a great first year, a great second year. This is our second stop in the third year. Everything's uh, going well, and uh, we're excited for the future. You, you mentioned this is not like being a professional athlete doing the NFL, et cetera, that the prizes in this are not astronomical, like the pay is not astronomical, or like the pay is astronomical for those guys who are pro athletes. But this is a competition. There's a lot of pride involved in this kind of thing. And there is some prize at the end of this. So talk about it. You're going to see guys competing for what on Thursday, Friday, Saturday? So it's a three days competition. There's no cut, so all 76 will fish the entire three days. And when we set up the uh, kit here with the NPFL, we did that simply because uh, when you talk about entries, uh, $5,200 plus another $2,000 in expenses, before you even wet a line, you're you know over $7,000 that you've invested here. Uh, and that doesn't count pre practice when you come here before the lake goes off limits. Um, but these anglers are fishing for a hundred thousand dollars so somebody on saturday at about 5 30 in the afternoon at spring lake park is going to walk away with a hundred thousand dollars and we pay down uh one in three boats basically gets paid so 25 anglers will get paid out of that all the way down to our final check and then what it sets up for the end of the year after we have all six events we have our progressive angler of the year points for each event depending on where you finish you accumulate points the top 20 anglers at the end of the year will go to a championship and fish against each other for another $100,000, and everybody will get paid uh, at that particular event. And where's your championship? So our championship is Lake Amistad in Del Rio, Texas. Okay. Yeah. So we're looking forward to that. This will be the first year the NPFL has a championship. Um, it really solidifies us as far as making the move and jumping up there to be recognized more in the bass fishing world on the professional side is number one, fishing for $100,000 at each event, and number two, crowning a champion along with our Angler of the Year um, uh, throughout the season. Now you were talking before about streaming. I'm assuming you stream your uh, and things like that. Do we 
have any streaming on the boats themselves? Uh, talk, talk to us about that. If someone wanted to follow somebody this weekend, could they do that? Absolutely. So whether it's on your laptop, your PC, your smartphone, your iPad, whatever it might be, just go to uh, TNPFL.com or the National Professional Fishing League. Right when you come up to that splash page, it'll say go live. You hit that button right there. And what we will have on Thursday, we will have some cameras on the boats that uh, will be broadcasting at 8 o'clock in the morning. And then at 3.30, we will have our way in at Spring Lake Park. We will have a camera crew and everything out there. On Friday and Saturday, same thing, but we add cameras. So we'll have about eight cameras on boats on the water where you actually can see the angler in the front of the boat fishing, landing those fish, putting them in their live well, interacting with their cameraman. Okay. And then uh, on Friday and Saturday also, once again, at 3.30 Central Standard Time, We'll have the weigh-in that will be live broadcast, like I said, on your phone, on your PC, on your laptop, whatever. Uh, all right, so you got 76 guys. Yep. Who determines which eight get cameras? So the first day, uh, what we like to do is we like to look at local knowledge because we know that they're going to have a better understanding of the, of the water and the lake. So we will put uh, cameras on like a Michael Yoder or a Ryan Satterfield or right. a Larry Wilcher. And then from there, we'll go with Gary Atkins, who's our reigning Progressive Angler of the Year champ. We'll also go with Brandon Perkins, who won our last event. And then from there, we kind of work our way down. It gets easier on day two and three because it's basically the top eight we follow. So that makes a decision right there. So are guys getting the, the the more attention you get, the more attention you get? Is this like the pro bowling league? Absolutely. You get a little flamboyant, you get a little more attention, you make a little more money. If you get the Dick Weber chop down, you're going to get some more sponsor dollars, and that's what it's all about in this industry. You look at a lot of these anglers when they come in, whether it's their truck or their boat. They'll have a vinyl wrap on their boat with all of their sponsors, you know, basically their primary, their secondary, their tertiary, plus the smaller ones locally that uh, invest in them on Team Yoder or Team Satterfield. Okay. Sense of pride for small local businesses. Some of the guys have some bigger national sponsors, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, it, that's the name of the game. And today is you get a camera on the boat. They've got a jersey on. It's got the sponsors on. You also see it on the side of their boat at the weigh-in. That's how they can go ahead. And like I said, the total investment, you're looking at $50,000 out of your pocket. Well, you got to find a way, unless you're rich, um, you got to find a way to, to pay that bill and pay that invoice. So you've got all these sponsors here, whether it's, like I said, locally or it's nationally, that invest in those individuals because, you know, for a lot of these business owners, they just want to be there to see somebody's dreams come true and to be a part of of, like I said, Team Yoder or Team sure. Satterfield. So does your league have a Kevin Van Dam that's going to be... Absolutely. You know, I wouldn't say breakdancing. You know, that's the great thing about our league. Uh, you got 76 personalities. You got the introverts, you got the extroverts, and you got the some that are just way outside the box there. Um, we've got a lot of good characters. Um, there is somebody in our field for everyone to root for. Okay. Um, whether it's on our round tables where you see them out there discussing locally. Like I said, tonight we're going to Naaman's. We'll have a round table with our president, Brad Fuller, doing that with Michael Yoder and Timmy Reams. Um, and then when you see the weigh-in and you see the live water coverage right there, somebody can say, you know what, that's going to be my favorite player at the NPFL, or that's going to be my favorite angler at the NPFL. So it's like, you know, you said you were a Dallas fan. You said you're a Green Bay Packer fan. We've got Aaron Rodgers. We've got our Zeke Elliott's and out there. It's just finding them. And you got your local heroes. So a lot of people here in town, regardless of what side of the state line you're on, are going to be, you know, rooting for Wiltshire, Satterfield, and Yoder. How close are you guys following your live 
feed people that are actually following it. Like you're seeing, I'm watching Yoder. Yoder's getting pretty good following here. Do we kind of make sure we're scoping in him a little bit more because the appetite for the fan base is that's a guy. So what uh, what happens as far as the uh, live coverage goes on the water is we have a a studio up just south of Green Bay in Appleton, Wisconsin, and our relationship with Fix uh, TV. Um, it's a studio up there. We've got Luke Duncan, who's big in the industry, along with Fat Cat Newton, who's big. It's a play-by-play and a color guy, just if you watch nice. the Packers versus the Cowboys. Same setup. They're in the studio there. They're watching the monitors with all eight cameras, and basically it dictates what you're going to see on the control board gotcha. by who's catching fish, because that's what people want right. to see out there. Right. And then you get some anglers out there that sometimes maybe they're not catching fish, but, man, they're good at jab jawing on, on live camera, and they, they tell some funny jokes. You've got guys from California. You got guys from the Northeast. You've got guys from the Southeast, and you got guys from the Midwest. So you've got all sorts of personalities out there to root for and watch that. There are individuals out there that have a bigger fan base. Um, eventually, what we are going to do and we're developing is to where every angler has a camera on the boat that's a GoPro that we can feed live with cellular service. And then we will have the opportunity to, if you want to join on the app, you can say, you know what, I want to watch these three individuals for this particular day. Nice. Now, they might not be catching fish, but those are the people you're rooting for. Yep. So likely they are going to be catching some fish. Um, these are all great anglers. Um, but we're eventually going to have that. That's probably maybe a year, two years down the road. But right now you get that action on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, our three competition days, to where you've got eight anglers that you're going to be watching. And then on Friday and Saturday, you've got the top eight. So you're going to be seeing who's kind of making that move. It's almost like golf. The guys that start off early and good, they tend to kind of stay there at the top. You might have a few slip off there. But those individuals that pounded 20 pounds on day one, they're probably going to get it done on day two and day three. Where do you see this thing going in the next three to five years? Next year, uh, we have a goal of 130 anglers in the field. Okay. Okay. Uh, We'll have six events again, like I said. Uh, We'll have our championships, so that's seven total events for there. Um, For us, us, um, you know, growth will be uh, not only on the NPFL professional side, but the next move for us is to create a triple A of baseball with us to where it's a feeder league for qualifying for the NPFL. And that kind of gives you a little more gravitas. Um, the anglers that we have in the field, they fished Toyotas and BFLs, which is kind of like the triple A and double A of baseball. Right, right. And they've gotten their, you know, experience, et cetera, et cetera, and they've won uh, some events or they've placed high. So for us moving forward is to create those feeder leagues and to have more events in that AAA and AA of baseball to where we can incorporate more high school kids and more college kids into our field to maybe give them an opportunity to come up to professional level. Do you level. see it going larger than seven events a year? No, probably not. And the reason being is – you know, when we first put this together, um, we, we called it a working man's league, and we, we got a lot of flack for that. Hey, it costs $30,000. Yeah. What kind of working man's league is that? <laughs> yes, it's expensive, but, you know, you're fishing for $100,000. When we said working man's league is we've got a few anglers in our field that have raised their kids. It's uh, mom and dad. Uh, They love to fish, but they wanted to jump up to the next level. Six vacations for the husband and wife. Uh, They've made their money, whether they've sold the business or they're kind of in the back burner of the business and somebody else is running it. Um, And now they want to go fish. We've got other ones out there that, uh, you know, 
kind of are, you know, I'm, I'm tired of playing blackjack out in the main room. Let's go to the high stakes room yeah. and see what happens. And then you've got others out there that, um, you know, are kind of in between there. So for us, giving them the opportunity and saying working man's league, the other leagues kind of start in January south, follow the spawn, and they're done by July or early August. Our season goes all the way out to November. Really? So what that creates is for the individuals like a Brandon Perkins who just won our last event. He still works 9 to 5, Monday to Friday. got two gorgeous girls, lovely wife. He's working when he's not fishing. Okay, He'll leave on Saturday to run home, spend the day with his kids and wife on Sunday. 8 o'clock, he's punching back in. That's probably 70% of our field. So you got that backwards, though. What's that? It's not you're working when you're not fishing. It's you're fishing, fishing when you're not working. working. There you go right yeah. there. So what that schedule does, spreading it out, it gives them an opportunity to where they're not gone twice a month right. like the other leagues. Right. Here, we've got about anywhere sometimes from 30 days to 60 days between events. So they got to get buy-in from their bosses to do this. And sometimes those bosses, you know, actually they'll be like, hey, absolutely, I want you to do it. I know it's your dream. Here's a little bit of spending money. We'll be part of your sponsorship. Put a decal on there for us and mention us on stage. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Are you on stage? I'm getting a sense you're a pretty good hot man. So I sometimes get a vouch for three people every time I come into town. No, really? Uh, is your big moment. That's when you. That's my big moment up on stage. What people will see if they come to the weigh-in Saturday afternoon when the big check's handed out. Okay, so. Uh, Spring Lake Park, 3.30 on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Come in there. There's going to be a whole bunch of people. Beautiful park right there. We have a a 40-foot trailer, drop-down stage. We've got all the assets will be set up and everything. What is unique about the NPFL is we have a drive-through weigh-in. And what that does is we allow our anglers to bring their truck and boats up to the stage, walk up. So when that camera pans on them, they see all of their sponsors right there. Another aspect of that is we're keeping those fish in those live wells, and they're not out of that oxygenated water for more than about 60 seconds before we weigh them in and then put them in the live release boat. Um, the big three weigh in? Five, five fish. Big five. five right? Your five biggest fish each day. So a total of 15 fish, the heaviest weight, takes home that $100,000. So what we will do when it comes to a showdown Saturday is we will have the final 10 weigh in last. So we can build up kind of that momentum. We have a uh, thing called the hot seat when on Saturday is who's ever leading uh, will sit in that seat and kind of stay there until they get bumped off. We get to the final 10. It's usually an individual that's in that final 10 that's going to win that event. And when you get to those last two anglers, get up on stage, shake hands, talk to them, how you feeling, this, that, and the other thing. The guy that's number one coming into shoot on Saturday. He knows what he has in there, but I don't let them know how much weight that they need in order to surpass the second place person. So they're still kind of in limbo. Do I have it or do I not have it? Did the other guy perform or not perform? Who knows? So we kind of build it up there. Kyle Carpenter, my weightmaster, who grabs the fish, puts them up on the scales. I kind of step back. We look at it. It rings up. The total comes up. We either crown a champion who's the last guy to weigh in or gal uh, or the person that was in second place there if they didn't meet uh, the requirements as far as that weight goes on day three there. Everybody raises up, cheers, loud scream. 
last stop, Brandon Perkins probably had 50 or 60 people that came down uh, really? about 60 miles from his house. So it was loud. Hand him the $100,000 check. Hand him the tr- the uh, shield that we give away, which is our trophy. Uh, and uh, it's, it's just uh, – uh, when you talk about sports and achieving something, and they're all hard, whether it's football, baseball, basketball, the one unique thing about professional bass fishing is – Number one, your arena is completely different from event to event. Yes, you're on a body of water, but they all vary from north to south and midwest. Number two is changing conditions, weather. You know, you can get wind, you can get rain, you can get cold, you can get hot. Water temperatures drop. So these anglers have always got to be adjusting. So when you get through that three days and you're exhausted, I mean, you you put in 12, 13 hours because they get to practice sun up to sundown. That's three days. They get a day tomorrow. And then at four o'clock on monday or on thursday friday and saturday and by the last uh, angler weighing in is around 5 30 it's another 12 hour day so you're beating up pretty bad over seven days mm. yeah and that hundred thousand dollars yeah it pays a lot of bills maybe buy a little land maybe get the little lady a new car but that shield that we designed um as a trophy to put that on your mantle or in a room um it, it's a sense of gratitude you know what you've done you've climbed that mount everest so it's really great it's the belt buckle absolutely yes, that's what it is the money's one thing the money's one thing the buckle's the other the shield's the other absolutely yeah. it's you know it's i would say that's probably the roughest sport trying to ride those poles yeah. for eight seconds but this is a pretty close second when when you get out on those waters and you get some rollers and you get some wind out there and you see guys especially when we go to the northern lakes up at saginaw or sandusky bay and you just see these rollers where there's seven feet where all of a sudden you see the angler and then you don't see the angler and you're doing that for nine hours it'll take on the take a toll on the lower back you would think yeah uh, social media has showed us the worst part of professional fishing the cheating side sure. of it what do you guys do to try to curtail any of that so number one, all the anglers of course they sign a sportsmanship a contract with us um that that's the first thing the second thing that we do is uh, we polygraph we polygraph the anglers uh of course the uh the top three and then we randomize and draw them out and then we also if anglers feel that they saw something that does not fit within the uh, they can approach our tournament director, Sean Mulhall. They have a discussion there with the angler that's bringing up the discrepancy along with the angler that they're accusing it of. And that's when the tournament director makes a decision based on the benefit of the organization and for that tournament. Um, yeah, you know, it always it, it is, you know, like I say, the 10% bad that's out there in the world, we hear it 90% of the time. The 90% good, we hear it about 10% of bad. It's just what social media has done to our society right here. Was it heartbreaking for you to watch that stuff? You know, not really because uh, there's some dumb people out there. <laughs> Here's the thing about this. Those guys, they didn't need to need to put those weights in no. there. They would have won without it, but they lapped the field. Um, shame on those individuals. We've got a lot of great – when we go through the process of vetting our anglers, Brad Fuller and Paul Benson have a long conversation with those individuals. Um, we are looking for, I wouldn't say a certain type, but somebody that lives their life right. Now, granted, look, we all get distracted here and there, but sure. we want folks that come in here that, number one, represent themselves well, their family well, and the organization well. So the vetting process that Brad and Paul does, that they do, uh, 
we don't have to really worry about that. But we do take precautions. Like I said, the polygraph is there, and our tournament director, Sean, does a great job to make sure the integrity of the tournament is on the up and up. Don't you hate even have to do that? You have to do it. And, I, and honestly, the everybody that I know, uh, I don't know them all real well. Some of them I have better relationships right. with because I've hung out with them and talked to them. And some of them just kind of like to fish, go do the thing, and that's it. They're all good people. Um, but you just have to do it, number one, for the fans, because there's always that small little mob that is ready to just pounce on you and just drive you nuts. And if you don't have the answer, uh, you know, you lose sponsorships yep, and you, all that the stuff. The whole thing. Exactly. The whole thing so apart. There, there's a lot that goes into keeping the integrity. But I'll tell you what, um, that's been going on for years and years and years, and I've seen it for $500, yep, let alone yep, 100000 bucks. Yep, yep, yeah, yeah. We're about to have to let you go. We're yeah. out of time. But, 100%. Uh, all right, so handicap this for me. Yeah, I'm, 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 throw, I'm, I'm throwing 10 bucks into the into the, uh, the betting pool. The betting pool. Who's going to win this weekend? Big Al's handicapping this for me. What do you think? I'm going to go with Sheldon Collins. Even okay. the local guy, Sheldon uh, Collins in year one, did great. He's an Oklahoma pro. But don't count out Satterfield, Wiltshire, and Yoder. Those guys are coming here. And they're defending champ Keith Carson from Florida. Okay. Don't count him out. All right, so there's your five. You got five to choose. I, got, I, got five. I, would, take, I would take that $10 and split it evenly. Perfect. Bill Al, Big Al, it's great seeing you. Thank you so much for Thanks coming by. We'll see you in a couple of years. Come back again. Absolutely. 100%. You got it. We're out of time for today. Uh, don't forget Kirk and Company tomorrow morning. Tony's got the Arkansas High's baseball coach in 7 o'clock. Otherwise, we'll see you at 5 tomorrow. We'll do it again. Leaving a yard. Zach and the Professor on the fan, 107. Cattle Farmers. At Miller Bowie Supply, you can buy 10 bags of peanut and rain feed and get